This is TV8 by Dinner, a podcast about entertainment issues brought to you by DarkCrazy.com. You're listening to TV8 by Dinner. My name is Sean. I'm sitting here with Andrew. How's it going? Pretty good. Pretty good. Pretty good. Can I just say, God, I'm so sick of Daylight Savings Time. This one's the worst, though, because I hate losing an hour. That's the worst. Yeah, there was like a thing on Facebook where it was like a picture of like Christopher Guest from uh, Princess Bride. He's like, we've just stolen away one hour of your life. <laughs> it's like, that's what I feel like. <laughs> we got machine. nothing. People are always telling me, when we get an hour more of sun, like, get up earlier. Why do I have to set my clock? Get up earlier if you need another hour of sun. Get up earlier! And it's all going to equal out anyway once it gets to be summer. Why do we have to keep setting our... Because I work in IT. It's not right. just some cute thing. It's a major hassle. Right. When you change... It's sort of like, like women who change their names when they get married. It's like, that is now an archaic custom. You don't understand what people like me have to go through to change all that. <laughs> and it means nothing. It has no practical value. It must be weirder for states like Arizona because they don't even they don't even do it. They so just don't like, allow it. I, yeah, I mean, if you're like a systems admin there, I, have, I don't even know what you'd be doing if you're talking to other systems and stuff. And but <laughs> that would be weird. They don't do daylight savings time. Right, but I mean, oh, I thought you were saying they don't. Their to, ladies don't they, change their names. <laughs> like, yeah, oh yeah, they don't do daylight savings time. Fairly progressive but, in Arizona. When every other machine in the world, I mean, the country does. Well, I mean, you know, that's kind of a weird. I I prefer that, and you would think it's fairly simple because then you blame the programmers too. It's like this is all we have to do. We have to keep track of time. You wonder you, the <laughs> yeah. the fragility of time starts to really dawn on you when you work with computers, and sort of how it, it it's kind of ambiguous. Like you think it's a constant. You think time exists. Right. Until you start working with IT and you're like, okay, we set these two clocks the exact same and we put them in different places. And now, like a few days later, the times are totally different. Yeah, that's like that when you start doing that's how, like, I always it blew my mind when I found out that because, like, gravity affects time. So when they do, like, the, the, like the clocks and stuff and satellites go at a different yeah. speed. Time dilation. Down here. Yeah. This is what they call it time dilation. But it makes me wonder, though. You know, because they say, "Oh, we studied time dilation. We, uh, we, we took a clock and we set it, and we set another one identically, and then we put the clock in a spaceship, and it went in the orbit of the Earth, and we brought it back. They were different. It's like, okay, but maybe time works the same in space. Yeah. Maybe clocks don't. I'm just, I'm putting that out there as a guy. <laughs> have you, <Yeah. laughs> have you just thought that maybe clocks are different in space and it's the, the, the principles of time work the same? Yeah. I don't want to blow holes in your theory. It's awesome. It sounds cool. But I'm just saying, before you close the book on it, I took two clocks, set them the exact same. They're identical. I put them in two places like half a mile from each other. They're different. There's no gravitational element there. They just suck. There is no time. Maybe time doesn't <laughs> exist. Exactly. Time is an illusion. Because we can't even teach computers to count the same way. And that's all time is. I, I remember. Tick, 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 tick. That's, that's what time is. It's that, the best line from that Star Crash movie. It goes, halt the flow of time. Halt the flow of time. <laughs> 
That's my like favorite. The best movie. That's we as a weird segue. I did see Beginners last night, which also has Christopher Plummer in it. Yeah, and probably the the both both ends of the his career spectrum. Yeah, <laughs> that is funny. Halt the flow of time. That's like my favorite movie. I swear. I bought Barbarella on Blu-ray recently. Yeah. And I was blown away at remembering how awesome a movie that is. I don't think I've ever seen that. Oh my god! I've seen. You're, I think I've seen pieces of it on like. And then you see it on sci-fi. TV, so you're missing out. Right. I was blown away by oh wow this movie this pays off. But it's also like an awesome like sci-fi like to the level of like a Star Crash where you know they get like the furry walls in the spaceship. I'm like man, it would be so fun. Like Venus Skytrap, we're always talking like it would be so fun to make Venus Skytrap a movie. Right. And shoot it with like furry walls and things like that. Big egg chairs. Yeah. Just full on 60s sci fi was the most fun ever. Because I just got Flash Gordon on Blu ray also recently. It's like, that's another one. It's like, I should see if there's a Star Crash Blu ray. Yeah. I wonder how much it costs to take things to the Blu ray or DVD because sometimes they don't even attempt to do it. I, well, <laughs> it's like. Well, we can't get the 300 bucks back. You wonder, like with movies, I guess with these movie companies, it's all just done in lots. Right. You know, where they're like, well, you know, we get we own all these properties and we just kind of in bulk. We'll put a few out here and there if they seem viable. I wonder if Ted might have boosted Flash Gordon because Ted, there's like a, there's a yeah, tremendous like Flash <laughs> Gordon homage to Ted. And that might have helped. Too. Yeah, Sam Jones is in it. And they do like a whole sequence that's just a straight up homage to that movie. They're like, oh my God, this is awesome. Because in fact, like I I haven't bought the Ted Blu-ray, but it was after I saw Ted that I sort of like put, you know, went back and like put that on my wish list and ended up getting it. But that's that's a good one. So I'll have to look for Star Crash also. Those are the fun ones. Yeah, I've only seen Star Crash once. I don't know. <laughs> well, here's the thing. I had I saw Star Crash downtown because they were doing like a, a screening and it was great. And I bought the DVD and I took the DVD and I loaned it to Brooks because it was awesome. And I never saw it again. Yeah. So okay. I might as well. I think if there's a Blu-ray, I'll just buy it because I don't think I'm getting that DVD back. No, I don't think so. <laughs> not, not unless you drive to Atlanta to get it, Sean. And even I think then, I, that's the one I might have seen. I was just sure it is. <laughs> yeah. This is awesome, and then it just becomes part of Brooks's collection. Can I borrow that? It's like, hmm. He absorbs it into it. <laughs> Junk pile. And there it goes. So I guess that's my part of spreading the word of Star Crash. Yeah. Instead of bequeathed that copy of the DVD. But if there's a Blu-ray, I'll go ahead and buy the Blu-ray. I'll, I'll I'll allow that. I'll leave that be. Something I must have done that with Serenity too, because I ended up buying Serenity on Blu-ray, and I know I had the DVD of that. My yeah, library is really like a library. Like people are always borrowing things from me, and I never see them again. Yeah, I actually want to buy this Firefly and Serenity on D- Blu-ray now because that's the only one of the like things that I have that. I mean, it's. It's crazy that shows only ten episodes, but because it's that, it really works. Like it's so rewatchable. I mean, because it's so good, but it also feels like you're just for like a couple weeks, you're just watching this little mini series again. That's what I like about it. Every now and then, I'll just watch all of Firefly. Yeah, like every two years, I just try to watch it all. And then you get the movie. That's why I had to go ahead and buy Serenity too. It's like then I complete the whole collection. 
Right. And what's funny is I had owned I owned Firefly on DVD, but there was like one episode that had sort of a glitch, and like every time I would watch Firefly, I would be like, eh. So it's like that was the excuse. Like, well, go ahead and buy the Blu-ray because you knew you were going to have to re-buy that series anyway. And a lot of those commentaries in that are pretty good too. When I bought the, the, the Blu-ray of Serenity, it came with the DVD copy, too. It's like, well, just take that DVD copy and shove it with your Firefly DVDs, and you'll keep that in the bedroom, because all you have there is a, B, a DVD player. Right. It's a combo pack. Yeah, it's everything. It's like, oh, that way that way I can just watch Firefly in my room, and then never even have to get out of bed are they gonna to keep watch that up? All like of it. Twelve formats from now. It's like you can buy every format this ever came in. <laughs> Hopefully, Blu-ray will cool it for a little while. I do like how you'll own the DVD and not even realize. Like you'll buy it, and like oh, this came with the DVD too. It's like somehow yeah. that's their way of telling you that's right. DVD is worthless. Yeah. <laughs> they're like trying to make you toy. <laughs> yeah. They're trying to sort of make you think that DVD DVD is the copy that I give my parents. Right. On their tube television. Yeah. It's like it's nothing. Even though my parents owned a Blu-ray before I did. It's still like, yeah, well, I'm not giving kinda, them my DVD. Because I guess the next thing would be 4K. And then the next thing after that, really, people say, that, there's tech guys that say that 4K is just a stepping stone to 8K. What, I don't even know what any of that is. Well, 4K is four times the resolution of 1080p of what Blu-rays are. We were just having a conversation about how disturbing the resolution has gotten. Like, why do we have to have it any nicer? And it makes all our old movies look stupid. Well, I think 8K is actually the, and that's like eight times that. It's like it's actually the stopping point because I think that's like the resolution that they archived films in. (laughs) It reach a border that is like (laughs) if we go any further, we'll see the face of God. They'll go past. <laughs> yeah. It's like, that's not necessary. We'll see the fully clear HD face of God. You will know. I don't want, I don't want to know. It <laughs> sounds like a lot. And it'll explode your chest. And, <laughs> really? And blow your face off. Yeah, because all the DVD stuff used to say that, and then Blu-ray did too at some point. It's literally gonna make your head explode i remember there was like an episode of the max headroom tv show and they did things called blipverts where they would right. play ads so fast that you didn't even know you were watching them and right. it was too much and people say like heads would overload and their heads would explode or something crazy <laughs> and it's like i don't know that we're that far off from that i feel like we're in there we're 20 minutes into the future right now Right, I feel like we we have reached that point where, but it's not literally making our heads explode, but it is just reducing them to nothing. Oh yeah, I think you would like. I mean, somebody watching a movie nowadays from like fifty years ago, if they never, they would just be like, "What the?" I mean, <laughs> because like what was cutting edge. I was talking to Brooks the other day, and he, I guess he watched Butch Cassidy and Sundance Kid recently on Netflix because it was <laughs> that it's the only thing on <laughs> that he wanted to watch, and I'd watched that like a year ago. And it's weird how just old the movie feels just in like it doesn't hold up in a lot of ways just because it's there's just these weird pauses and these these long because like, pacing wasn't like like now yeah it would be like you just have a seizure if you came into right. the future and watch it like, bam, 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 like bam, 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 bam. 
And it's funny because you never notice it. You're just totally acclimated to it. But I mean, you probably know this from like, just sometimes you watch things, you're like, you just start admiring or you watch something a second time, you start actually analyzing the shots in it. You're like, why do they shoot this? And you just kind of you're like, that's, that's, I mean, you start thinking as if I was editing this. I was like, this would not be like this because there's chase scenes and fight scenes. And it's like, it's like a millisecond. There's certain shots are on screen. <laughs> and I can't even imagine like, just, I mean, I couldn't even edit for that because it just seems so weird. Like your you brain getting trying to process. Even... That's the whole problem because sometimes you'll watch, and we've talked about this with these big sci-fi, not even sci-fi movies, just effects in general, where you're coming away going, but like I'm analyzing that data after the fact, and it seemed like it had all the makings of an exciting movie. Why didn't? Why wasn't I excited? Right. That's like the red letter media thing where he was saying it's like because your brain can't process all that. There's no ground grounding element, right? Like and that, that like he put it into perspective and that, but that's what it really comes down to is like we've gotten so much because we're we're now programming for cats. It's like the Scrooge thing. It's like you're like lots of <laughs> yeah. random action. Like, it, it, but it's true. It's like we're not. It, it's sort of like when you get in the the car. And I noticed this when I was trying to get a job in radio after I left college because I thought it'd be fun to be a DJ, and it isn't. It sucks. But you notice, like people are like, like I was like the guy was doing my orientation. He's like, you know, we play all these, blah 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 blah. And we basically play the same set of songs like every twenty minutes or whatever because we don't we don't program for people who listen to the station all day. We program right. for people in the car. So we basically play the same songs over and over and over and over and over because we're it's it's cumulative ratings. We're looking for right. the people who are going to tune in on their way to a place. We don't think people are going to turn us on. And that's the thing. Like the guy would literally like take a phone call and like, hey, can you play whatever? He's like, yeah, sure, coming right up, click. And he'd be like, we don't play requests because it's probably in our lineup anyway. <laughs> it's like it's <laughs> it's just so like like the so insincere and. And you think of like you know the old days the rated like Wolfman Jack or that like radio personalities where you're having an impact on the zeitgeist or the, or the people who are listening it's like it's not that and that's why movies sort of are too it's like we are not making a movie for people who actually pay attention to the entire film right we are making I, the movie so that random sequences will capture the attention of people who are in and out what well, starts to be like it's I mean with radio they do that but I mean they don't even do that with movies yet but. You can tell radio is programmed by a computer because, like, even the other day, there was, like, a song, like, one of those Lumineer song or something was playing on the radio with my daughter. And we got out of the car. It was ending. And she's like, I want to hear the rest of it. And we and went to the grocery store. We ran to the grocery store for five minutes. So it was really only time for one, maybe two songs or something. <laughs> we got back in the car. The, the song was starting again. But it was at the top of an hour. So it's like the new hour started and, like, put, like, this... <laughs> Like, same exact song. random sequence that's like no human would have done that but it played the same song <laughs> two songs later yeah because that's they just a computer did the the calculations as to their listenership and a computer program accordingly so it's like you know we don't care about the guy who's listening to the station throughout we right. care about the millions or or let's see like probably hundreds in a local market of people who are on their way to the store and what they want is to turn on the radio and hear that Lumineer song and they'll leave it on the radio station and we don't care that they'll turn the radio station off five songs later when we play the same song again because they've probably made it to the store by then yeah nobody listens I don't even know what their demo would be it's kind of weird because people I mean 
I don't even know. I mean, the only reason I listen to the radio now is if I'm riding in the car with her and because it's real quick. Yeah, like, if I'm I, in the car by myself. I just listen to podcasts. Yeah, I don't oh, listen man. to the radio at all, so I can't I can't complain about their process because I'm not in their market. I can tell you back in college when we were on the radio when we did like we would do sketch comedy or we would do serials or whatever. Our bread and butter, like the people, and even like when I did like a music show. The people who listened the most that we actually had a responsible listenership were pizza delivery people. <laughs> like they were, they were our absolute. That, that was our alpha crowd of consumers, because they were in the car the most. So it's like those would be the ones who would actually say, "Hey, man, I listened to your show and would know it, would know you, and were familiar." Because otherwise, you couldn't reach anyone long enough. You had to find people who were sort of in the car, stuck there. And that was back in the 90s. It's like coast to coast. Like they have, it's like 5 million, 10 million listeners a night. And it's like, who listens to three in the, it's all truckers. Listen to 3 a.m. in the morning. Like who else would be listening to that? Listen to UFO shows. It's so like four the Primo Weirdo crowd. <laughs> four hours and then blabbing about <laughs> That's funny. We always liked on Coast to Coast it because I think it went with the audience. It's like as it got later, the demo gets crazier because we'd always <laughs> listen to those ones. I think I told you this before where they'd be talking and the guy, whatever premise it was, is like ancient something and, you know, astronauts, whatever it was. They start talking in the first hour. Like, oh, this sounds pretty reasonable. <laughs> and then by the second hour, you're like, oh, all right. I don't, it starts getting more interesting. You're like, this guy's pretty cool. I like this. And then in the third hour would be like the the climax of like this is even crazier but plausible. But that fourth hour is when they'd start talking. They'd just, just descend into out that how they crazy. Yeah, it'd always be like about how they believe in crystals and all this weird stuff. It's like whoa, <laughs> wait a second, you just took a step too far. It's like I had to listen to four hours of this to realize you were nuts. Though. Well, we're talking to the two a.m. crowd now. All right, right. you had your chance. That's what that is sort of what it feels like, but you can appreciate that. I guess they do play to their audience. I don't, I don't fault that because one thing I think that people sort of like podcasts for because I can see the appeal of talk radio, but not everyone is is political. So it's like, wow, we have this sort of this voice for hours and hours, but I don't want to listen to that. So I can see where people have sort of gravitated to podcasts and things like that because it's sort of like an alternative form of talk radio where it's like, oh, these guys are talking for hours and hours, but they're talking about the kind of nonsense that I enjoy. Yeah. So I can it's sort of see random. that. Uh, yeah, I'm I don't... obsessed with podcasts now. I mean, it, it gets addicting because it becomes like – because the style is much different than talk radio. It's much more casual in a lot of ways in some things. So – when you're into stuff or certain things or you like a certain show or a game or like it becomes just it becomes a water cooler thing well <laughs> Cause if you i don't listen to podcasts but one thing i have noticed as the generally accepted format of podcasts is that they're always based on conversation right like uh, talk radio will be like now i will tell you for hours and hours like this full-on indoctrinization of everything i think and so people, it's like a brainwashing technique, but a, but podcasting and and some other are, are like more traditional talk shows where it's like people actually discussing ideas, you know. Yeah. 
based on whatever the topic of that show is, but like me doing it, it's like as much as I love doing this show and we've, we've been blessed and all the different people who've contributed to this show, it, it would be really weird if I just started say, well, we can't get any other co-hosts. So I'm just going to do TV at my dinner by myself and tell right. you what I think constantly. <laughs> And there was no break. It was just me talking for hours about what I thought about things with absolutely no counterpoint. Yeah, and there there are a couple of podcasts that do that, but they're not they're never good. The podcasts become much more like it's like a Dick Cavett show kind of thing. I say well, I listen to that at like Nerdist and other people. They have a lot of celebrities on there, but they're never like. So what you doing? Like it's an hour long conversation with these people that's like not video, so they're very loose, and you really end, you get to like. Of just about random things, so like I listened to um one of my friends. He's like, I don't like that show because they they kind of just talk about whatever. I want to hear about what it was like to work in this movie. I was like, I'd rather hear about when they went bowling because it's kind of more interesting to me about these guys, these people that are just yeah. I don't want to hear much plug more stupid stuff. You just learn weird things about people. Yeah, like, um, I, I think if I had a show like that kind of thing, I, that's what I would want to do instead of just having a sort of set up for your plug and then be d- gone. It's sort of like the daily show where he does that. We're no pre-interview where he just comes up and talks nonsense right. at him for a while. That's just like Craig. Ferguson. I, I appreciate you that. Watch that yeah. You get to see like if a person can make it on the daily show and especially like a Colbert kind of show, you really respect them because they're really just going in, not knowing what the hell's going to yeah. happen. That's a judge of their personality. It's like, forget what you want to plug. This is a judge of your personality. If you come off as a jerk or you don't know what you're doing, then you're going to seem like you're not a genuine person. Right. Because that's all they're really doing is testing your ability to, to respond like a normal person should. And the podcast thing's even even more but interesting. That's why that I think podcasting like, sort of is like returning to that age of talk shows. Yeah, podcasts are neat too because those people like – to them, they're just, I mean, sometimes the studio, sometimes they go to their houses and stuff, like, even these big ones, so they're <laughs> well, so much more unguarded, like that Thomas Jane, that, you know, the guy like Punisher, and he seems like a, he, he was pretty cool, but then you find out that, like, he never wears shoes, and he, like, takes his cats with him, <laughs> I guess, yeah, look, it's, it's like, it's like <laughs> so he's really? like, really? Secretly a weirdo. <laughs> but he was really nice and a really cool person, but he's, you can tell he's de- pretty, he's kind of eccentric, like. Got a little bit of Nick Nolte in him. <laughs> yeah. It's like, I wear hospital scrubs because they're just comfortable. (laughs) That's just pajamas. You're wearing pajamas. But one thing I like about podcasts, and I think what keeps it from being like traditional talk, is because there's there's nothing to plug. There's like nothing famous. Like, so, so it is just people talking because there's, there's no formal conversation to be had because we don't have anything to talk about except other people's stuff we don't do anything so there's nothing to plug on our end there's like I just had to shut down someone on the forum no one's on the forum but spammers are on the forum that's what I love like I'm like oh new people (laughs) on the forum and it's like just some idiot who it's weird it's not even a person because they must have a program that does it where it takes a snippet of something someone else said and posts it like it's a comment like, and then post a, a link like, hey, buy the new D- DVD of Leverage at this thing. And, you know, all we ever do is we'll block them and then I'll go change their links so that it points to something stupid. Yeah, spam is weird. We, at work, we have, I mean, we have like a community, like a message board thing for a company that we have to like 
admin or whatever. We're about to get rid of it because nobody goes on it. <laughs> it's like, but we get this weird spam where it's like spamming the report button. Like if you if if you see spam or uh, like objectionable content, you can hit report and then put a message. And like that's like we cut off spam everywhere, but somehow spam bots like, oh, I could put a message there. And I was like, this is for one person, <laughs> the person who's there to eliminate like- spam. <laughs> You really think, yeah, you're trying to get rid of this stuff, and you're like, yeah, this does bother me, but but I I haven't picked up the latest season of Pretty Little Liars. Yeah. So maybe I could get that. Oh, ours is all like weird, like Ukrainian, Japanese text. You can't even see what it is. Yeah, so what is even the point? I don't know. I don't know how other people do it, but on my forum, I'll change the link. This is the current thing, because I used to just change it to different things. Like, it's like, oh, Groupon? Well, I'll change the Groupon link so it points to a site talking about Groupon's a scam. Yeah, like, yeah. But now I don't even do that. Like I'm tired of trying to research these things individually. Today I just changed every link so it points to that YouTube video of the screaming goat. Yeah. Have you seen that? Yeah, I've seen a bunch of them. We watched them. And then you change the text so it says, "Pretty little liars makes goats scream." That's like the, that's all you put in. And then you cut to the singing Bon Jovi. That's all you'll get from the latest season of Leverage. <laughs> yeah. Taylor Swift goat mashup. <laughs> <laughs> Taylor Swift sounds like a screaming goat. <laughs> so if that's what you want to push for product, that's what you get on the forum these days. But I can't, I guess I can't blame them too much. They're the only people on the forum. The only people on the forum are mindless robots. Listen to other episodes at tv8mydinner.com. Like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, join us on Google+. Plus. Dog Crazy. Dog